any of the four people on your org chart because you're a five-person organization, yes, they're all critical. If you have, to your point, 70 people, the first four people on your org chart are still the most critical to you. You know, yeah. And if you've got 5,000 people who report to you, the first four on your org chart are still the most important to you. Like, <laughs> those are the ones that you've got to take care of and be prepared for you know if a departure all of a sudden drops or they need to be uh, let go because of something you've got to be prepared to pick those balls up hey welcome to the consultant and the coach podcast i'm here with my good friend josh and for me having team members i call them team members or employees that you work with when things go wrong, it can take a great business just haywire. Yeah. It's vitally important. How do we handle our employees? How do we handle our personnel that we we work with? Yeah. Well, and people um, people go crazy every now and then, yeah, right? They, they, they do. do unpredictable things. You know, sin is still real. And whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, a particular choice or a particular chronic problem that finally comes to light or an acute problem that's a bad day i mean absolutely we have got to happens. account for it and for the person who says oh i don't i just it's never going to happen you're not realistic not realistic or you're you're blind to what's already happening that's actually the worst or you're just your own self-employed employee person <laughs> exactly no one would hire you so you crazy just stays with yourself exactly. but hey that's so right. you know you thought of a really good bible verse what, what, what came to your mind yeah ephesians 6 9 came to mind here um it says, masters do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. And what, what I take from that in terms of business leaders and working with personnel crises is, you know, one, crisis is going to happen. Two, um, you know, while it is emotional and frustrating and I'm sure enraging at times what people can come up with to do to each other and, and to, to their bosses and their businesses or their employees you know, remember there is a larger master that you are accountable to and that they are accountable to and that we do not have to get defensive or threatening or demeaning or dehumanizing to them because, you know, you have a master in heaven who is watching over you and they, you know, his judgment will, in the end... And his judgment is perfect. Exactly. And it's always perfect. So that's encouraging for me as a CEO who oversee... Um, at least 70 employees, not to all the other people that I also influence. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, God is the ultimate judge. Now, yep. does that mean I'm not going to influence? Well, absolutely not. We wouldn't have this podcast if we weren't trying to influence others. Right. But that, if anything, is to encourage us. We're to do all of our stuff we can do. But at the end, it's up to God. Yeah. Do, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Do the best you can. But then you also have to leave it up to faith at some point. Even yeah. though it's- and I, I so love talking about personnel because if we do it right, we can really win. Because mm-hmm. it's like we were joking earlier. Um, yeah, the self-employed person who just has one person and nothing else, you can't scale at one. Anything times one is one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we lead well, if we have five, well, this times five, you can scale more and more and more. And we are, we, you know, let's go to the Great Commission. Let's make disciples to the end of the world. He didn't say, hey, um, you just love God. No, we are meant to scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's part of relationships. I think it's part of reconciliation. It's part of the creative process where we can 
make something out of nothing to the degree to which God enables us to partake in his image in us. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for business leaders listening to this podcast, clearly you're gifted in a way that you're not only finding a way to do that yourself, but likely bringing others along in that journey in terms of how you're playing out. Absolutely. So. And we have to, because if we have the wrong people on our team, mm-hmm. they can sabotage our team. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but likewise, if we have the right people on the team, the great work that you do, you can do even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think you know, and I think one of the things too to have a little grace for ourselves is recognizing at least a couple of things. I think we've come in, and we've talked about this with with your business as well. Is mm-hmm. is we do our best to assess the right people. That does not mean that we are immune from challenges, right? Oh, no. I think there's you know there's a continual evaluation there of a couple of things that tend to occur, at least in companies I've worked with. Either one. You thought you had assessed a particular employee and you missed something, mm-hmm. right? So it turns out there's a significant character flaw or a significant hidden um, behavior or covered dysfunction that comes out because of a work or home related stress, right? That's a problem. Um, and the other reality is people just change. They do. You know, so that's number two. I guess I said, I said two, it's really three. And the third one is people have bad days, like weird stuff. Like their chemical brain gets all screwy mm-hmm. for a day and like who knows what they're doing. Or even right? if they are the same, they might be married to someone that has that happen. Yeah. And that's where it's like, oh, are you kidding me? Well, what else is it going to be? Yeah. Or yeah. it's their dog that gets sick. I'm right. like, oh. I literally lost an employee once because their dog ran away and they had to go on a search and rescue hiring. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I lost a dog due to a husky that ran away. I mean, I lost an employee due to a... Well, it's even more funny because you're actually a big husky. You'd have a husky fan. That's actually even a little bit ironic for you. go dogs. But what I'm saying (laughs) is personnel-wise, things can happen. We need to plan for it. Right. So... um, I was going to say, why is this important? I think we've, you know, this is exactly why it's that important. Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, these personnel crises, you know, they have far-reaching ramifications on other employees, on mm-hmm. your customers, on your work processes, on the value you deliver, right? And so there's, I think, I mean, folks haven't fully thought through all the different ramifications, obviously, mm-hmm. depending on the employee and their, their role and their influence, you know, they can have, there is significant fallout for really, it's, if it's a high-level person who's at a leadership level in your organization, I think that the biggest challenge is when you walk into these spaces in life in general, but in particular for an organization on an internal crisis, you don't know how long it's going to last. No, you don't. Right? I mean, that, that that's the biggest challenge in anything in life. It's this waiting of, like, we enter into something and you go, oh, geez, how long is this going to be? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that, that that's, I think, always the, the most well, frightening thing. Well, if we have a bad employee, we hope, man, I hope they leave fast. Right, but, but when you know they're bad, great, you don't know how long it's going to be. No, you right? don't. Right, and, and I think they're just recognizing that they're – because it's so much funny to me looking back on my journey of, of spaces around waiting in particular um, is, you know, in a crisis I think usually you – know, rarely do you get a crisis that, that shows up on your door with a nice package that says, hey, you're going to have a crisis for the next 18 days, and mm-hmm. then on day 19 the sun's going to shine and you're going to be fine. Okay. Like so that doesn't happen. Let's assume that the people we're talking to are really good at hiring and have great – employees on their team yeah Uh, getting rid of bad employees um there is an art to firing and i'm good at pretty pretty decent at firing got too much experience Uh, uh, no kidding because i've done a lot of bad job 
hiring. So I, but also let's say we have a great team member or a middle of the road team member, and then things go sour. Mm -hmm. So let's say here's someone on our team, anywhere between three months and 30 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I like to use, you know, the big, the three D's, something such as either drugs, divorce, or death, mm -hmm. or we can talk about dogs running away too. And all of a sudden, now you have a team member that is not performing well. Mm-hmm. From a consulting standpoint, well, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, it, it's continually back to the you know we talked a little about this last time, but it's it's the fundamentals of the business and understanding. I think, and I think part of where we fail, even fundamentally for uh, businesses in general, is a lot of companies have a really hard time clearly articulating the specific role of the person such that everyone knows what their role is and how it ties to the value stream of the business in the in the lens for the customer and the reason that's important because is then when these this crisis hits you can spend less time trying to assess the business impacts because you've effectively already done that for the role and you can be more of an empathizer counselor pastor if you need to be for the that person and or the people who are influenced around them because you've already assessed, okay, this person has gone haywire. This is the degree to which this is a problem in terms of its influence. And I already know the impacts of this particular role on this particular organization. If this person were to all of a sudden be out of commission for 24 hours, 72 hours, unforeseeable amount of time. And so it's a little bit easier from a technical perspective if you've already done that work for just each role, which is actually better for HR and, and generally for performance anyways. Absolutely. It allows you to take a breath, and you don't have to be picking up pieces you didn't know were there so that you can actually focus on the people involved, whether it's the employee because of whatever's happening, if it's a personal crisis, um, or people around them who might be hurt because of the behavior, if it's you know something that's um, negatively impacting them. Um, so I think that's I, – I, I always start with one of – you know, back to have we, have we actually documented clearly – for the employee, their role, so they can be better performers. But Absolutely. more importantly, preparing for this crisis, do we actually know if all of a sudden Susie can't perform anymore mm -hmm. for any reason, right? Could get in a car accident on the, on the way to work. I mean, I had this happen with just even a nanny who was working with us. She, she was coming to uh, watch our kids, and one morning she just didn't show up. And it turned out we didn't know this for a week. And she was very communicative, never had any problems. It turned out she was in a car accident, like two miles from our house. Went straight wow. to the ER. Her husband was out of town. Her phone was destroyed. She was like in a coma for like three days. So they didn't even know who she was. She was a Jane Doe in the hospital. Oh, my. We had Your no nanny. idea. Yeah. yeah. Like we had, we, were like, we were like, what did she do? She ghosted us. Like, what the heck? You know? Mm -hmm. We had no idea for like a week. It was really weird. Um, so point being... If you understand the fundamentals of what someone's providing, you, you know how to cover for the actual technical performance of their role, or at least know what's going to be the missing gap. Mm -hmm. And then you can tend to the specifics of their issue. And nice thing is, is I have 70 people in my organization, so I have a lot more leeway than someone else. So if you have yeah. a four-person organization right. and you lose one, you just lost 25% of your workforce. Right. I lose one. Okay. And we have backups, but you know, I, I love what you say. You start with a job description, mm -hmm. at least with when I coach, I'm getting more into consulting right here, mm -hmm. but then you have your KRA key results area. Mm -hmm. What are the three to five things that this is what you do? Yeah. So if you lose your nanny, well, yeah, 
no, K, KRA number one, keep your kids alive and safe. Yeah, That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, Don't go to work that day. Don't go to um, work that day. But then also, you should also get to KPIs. Mm-hmm. What are the indicators where you know, hey, you're doing a good job. So in my organization, you know, people answering phones, how many phone calls do you average a week? Deliveries, mm-hmm. sales, very easy. And sometimes where it gets hard, well, how do you know a nanny is doing a good job? Yeah. Well, what do you do? How do you know if you have a good nanny or not? Yeah, you, you've got to obviously dig into, you know, are the kids happy? And is the house put together when they get home? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty. Hey, pretty... they didn't know that word when I left the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I think, but I think the other thing to what you're saying, too, when you get in a larger organization is while you don't have as much risk on a single employee, you do still have significant risk amongst your leadership group. Oh, absolutely. Right, you've experienced this, My right? My C-suite is yeah. vitally important. Right, so, so that's I where you've got to spend your tens time. Of thousands of dollars into the training of my c-suite right which makes complete sense am yeah. i going to do that for my 16 year old summer worker coming over high school no 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 but i think it's it's what i'm, what I'm trying to get at is as you think about potential personnel risks every company is different every org chart is going to be different but i think to your point if any of the four people on your org chart because you're a five-person organization yes mm-hmm. they're all critical if you have to your point 70 people the first four people on your org chart are still the most critical to you, you know. Absolutely. And if you've got five thousand people who report to you, the first four in your org chart are still the most important to you. Like those are the ones that you've got to take care of and be prepared for. You know, if a departure all of a sudden drops or they need to be uh, let go because of something, you've got to be prepared to pick those balls up. Quickly. And uh, so one of the things that I would say, and and you know, because I'm not talking to anyone. <sighs> directly inside of work and this is an external podcast when hiring we need to account for the whole person Mm -hmm. so i can't say okay josh i'm gonna hire you um are you married how many kids do you have there's you cannot ask those questions i was gonna ask you how do you do that when you can't ask certain questions in today's environment what you do do Mm -hmm. is you make sure you have key performance indicators that you can grade on Mm mm-hmm did they show up for work? Mm-hmm. Now I know some people when they don't show up for work, sickness, they're not, they have too many kids right. and they can't plan well. That's how I do it. And so that's totally illegal. It, hey, you can't fire Josh. He hasn't come to work in five days and he didn't call in sick. No, you can fire over that. I cannot fire based on all of those things. So a lot of it understanding here, we just need to understand what are we grading them on. And this is some of what has allowed us to do a very good job releasing people or even writing them up Mm -hmm. is, hey, this isn't about you and your relationship status. This is about we need to have you show up for work and sell. Mm -hmm. We have a retail store. If we don't have people on the floor, if we don't answer the phones. So for example, we track our phone calls answered whole time you name it vitally important how do you walk that fine line though keeping uh, sort of abreast of the whole person and what's going on without you know violating one of those legal lines around which you sort of can't discriminate i mean i get the kpi hard yeah i get the kpi piece i mean that's that's sort of black and white a little bit quantitative so that makes sense but i mean in terms of to me if someone's not meeting it yes you can bring them to you're not meeting this but you know how do you understand if oh gosh their their son or daughter is sick, right? Or, or in oh your gosh. case, they got in a car accident and they're in a coma. Yeah. yeah, I mean you know there's that, or there's you know a, a parent who is aging and and causing stress, right? Caregivers mm-hmm. is a 
huge underserved stress point in the, you know, the country right now. Um, so how do you go about trying to build that relationship while also respecting certain boundaries you're bound to? And, and, and it's a to, moving target. Yeah, sure. It is a moving target. Mm-hmm. And at the base level, I use, you know, I use the three, the three pronged grace, truth, and time. Mm-hmm. There's got to be grace. So the first time someone's late, I'll just fire them. Yeah. But typically, and then I do look at truth. Has, has there been good performance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were doing great for four months, and then something happened. Something happened. Hey, what yeah. happened? Yeah. And now, if they're not going to tell me anything, that's their prerogative. I'm not going to press where I don't need to. Sometimes yeah. I happen to know, and that actually makes my job a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then time. And this is where it's a whole lot easier to make those calls with my team members that have been around for 10 years. I have seen them, and I know what's going to happen. Yep. It's really hard. Right now, I had I have a new team member, been with me seven days, and was gone for three days. <laughs> well, um, is that a one-time thing? I'm going right. to have a lot less grace with her yeah. than I will someone who's been with me a very, very long time. You don't have a good, um, reliable mean to which you know they're going to return. Absolutely. Right. If but there's this, a departure from the mean, you pretty good, pretty good idea over 10 years someone's going to return to that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. But the new person I hired is my standard front level customer service rep. Right. My COO that I just, I should say just hired, but it's true. I just hired six months ago. He mm-hmm. is not in his position yet because I'm giving a long, you know, a short rope to make sure he does the job before I hand over the reins of the organization. So mm-hmm. it also depends on what are you asking them to do? Yeah. I don't think we need to do a full background check on someone who comes over and waters your lawn. <laughs> right. Watching your kids? Absolutely. Sure. So sure. what are we asking them to do? That comes into play as well, too. Yeah. No. Um, what uh, what resources have you found as you're assessing these particular, in, in the midst of the crisis, what have you found is helpful to you as a leader in terms of other leaders, things you read, where do you go? Like, what do you turn to? For, and when the specific circumstances become more clear, how are you sort of educating I'm a, yourself I'm about a the issue? reader when it comes to this. Uh, people who have influenced me would be um, great. So anyone starting, uh, grab Dave Ramsey's book, Entree Leadership. It's like literally 11 chapters on how to hire, um, hmm. fire, and even pay people. That's just a very, very quick. Hmm. Um, more nuanced, I love the Lencioni, how, what a good team is. Are you humble, hungry, smart? What does that look mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. Uh, from a cult, uh, consulting uh, background, what do, you, what do you think when you're thinking internal personnel? What do you look do. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've been reading a lot about is, is team building um, and how to put together successful teams and how to focus teams on the customer. And one of the things I think that's a byproduct of that when it comes to an internal personnel crisis is when you build sort of cohesive teams, the downside of having someone sort of kind of blow up in some way um, in terms of emotionally or, or sort of make a bad misstep that's going to require them either to be leave of absence or, or exited from the organization, you know, there is going to be fallout to a team that sort of gets tightly bonded mm-hmm. in these small teams of six to eight people, two pizza teams, as Bezos calls them and Amazon builds them. Um, but the good part about that is it makes the long-term effects, I think, less problematic because you get less fiefdoms where one person holds onto a bunch of knowledge that nobody knows about, right? Because you, you have a very highly integrated team who might have short-term emotional sort of uh, disruption around losing a key, key team member. Um, and it could be in a good way. Like they're, they're really, you know, they're, maybe they're happy for someone who's taking um, maternity leave and, and doesn't come back to work. Yeah. Um, something like that. Uh, so 
could be, but you have a really uh, tightly bound team around a key mission that serves a particular customer, whether it's internal customer, external customer. Um, and I've been reading just a lot about how to build those teams in a way that it, it doesn't address personnel crises, but I could imagine easily how those teams can be resilient against that type of crisis because of the fact that they're bound around things not directly tied to the person, even though the person plays a critical role in achieving the team mission and things like yeah. that. And I want, you know, I have found, I'm not going to completely stereotype, but it tends to be those who are older tend to be way more careful about what they share in the workforce. Mm. Whereas my mm -hmm. younger team members, it's like everything goes, they're mm -hmm. going to tell everything. And, you know, there, there are certain boundaries that should be in there. But what I have found and research indicates this is if we let the people that we work with know a little bit about our lives. Mm -hmm. They're going to actually work a little harder. Hey, Josh, I'm going to cover you because it's really important for you to coach your son's mm -hmm. baseball game. Mm -hmm. That's important. But if you just say, hey, Eric, cover me. Well, why? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cover you. And that's not going to help you because maybe you need a night off and you want to go support your kids. Yeah. yeah. But I also don't need to know, hey, by the way, and then this morning, my wife and I, we argued over oatmeal <laughs> and it was too soggy. And I'm like, I don't need to. So there's that fine line, what that looks right, like. Right, right. And, it, it, and I think a good company culture brings into account uh, you know, the whole person. And right. this is why when I run meetings, um, I spend a good amount of time. Like today's meeting, I was running a meeting this week. Tell me your favorite album that you listen to from beginning to end. And I had people, uh, I had one of my delivery technicians telling me how great the temptations are. He's out of, by the way, African-American operations technician out of New Orleans, but he just glowed telling me about the temptations where I had someone else telling me, this is how Tupac's great. And then I had the next person, I love Hillsong United. And because, and I just kind of let it go, but they got to express who they are. Yeah. And I have a very diverse team that helps. So when it mm -hmm. comes to personnel, how do we allow someone to bring their whole person to work? Right. I have my own preferences, but how, how that looks like, I think that, that, that helps as well too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, what do we got up next week? Next week? Mm -hmm. We're going to talk more problems, man. Excellent. More crisis. We next have week. a big, big problem that if we don't account for, it can basically destroy our organization. So that's what's next. We week. better tune in next week. Then. Absolutely, man. All right. But Hey, until then go to the consultant of the coach.com. If you need some consulting advice, reach out to my friend Josh. He does nothing but help other organizations win, and I will help coach you, hey, what, what does it look like to grow as a leader? But uh, hey, we're at theconsultantthecoach.com, but if not, don't miss next week's episode where we will help you. Until next week. All right. <laughs> Take care.